BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. I'm your host, Sif, the creator of Icing and Glitter, and each week I'll be chatting with movers and shakers in wellness, fitness, beauty, business, and so much more. So, did you or did you not listen to last week's episode with nutritional therapist Eve Kalinick? So many good tips on mindful eating, right? In case you did miss it, you should know that I'm giving away a goodie bag with my favorite beauty products to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast. Just make sure you send me a screenshot to sifa.h91 at gmail.com. This week's guest is someone I'm super excited about. Amy Lawrenson is the editorial director of Birdie Beauty UK. For anyone who doesn't know, Birdie is one of the world's biggest online beauty magazines. It's the sister website to Who, What, Where. Amy and I talk about everything from her role at Birdie to what it takes to work for a publication to her amazing wellness and beauty tips. Amy is a real insider in the publishing industry. She's worked for everyone from Harper's Bazaar and Owl to Women's Health before reprising her role as editorial director at Birdie. She's full of incredible career advice, beauty tips, and wellness hacks. Basically, if you're interested in working in a magazine, you're not going to want to miss this one. And with that, let's welcome Amy Lawrenson. Hi, Amy. Hi. So to start, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, of course. So I'm Amy Lawrenson. I'm editorial director of Birdie UK, which for anybody that doesn't know, it's sort of an online magazine. So we do beauty stories and wellness as well. Amazing. So let's start from the beginning. Tell me about your career trajectory. What did you study in college? What got you interested in this field? I want to know everything. Okay. So um, I studied journalism Mm -hmm. at uni. I went to Southampton. Mm -hmm. I went to Southampton Institute. It's now called Solent University. And I, from a very young age, was just obsessed with magazines, just loved, I just loved reading magazines. I mean, I just used to get Elle and, I mean, going way back, there was a magazine called Twinkle, which was like (laughs) one of my first magazines. My granddad used to buy me magazines. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was really cute. He used to get me Twinkle. And then I wanted a magazine called Girl Talk, Mm -hmm. and it had this, um, it was like a cartoon strip, but with real people, and it was like girls' problems. Like, they fancied a guy in their class, or, you know, what should oh, they I do love it. Yeah. and then my granddad was like oh I don't think I should be buying this <laughs> and my granddaughter so that that stopped and then I started sort of buying them myself mm-hmm. and I just just loved it and really wanted to get into 
either the fashion side or mm-hmm. I wanted to do the celebrity interviews because for quite a long time I wanted to be an actress right. Ooh. as well um and then and then I kind of decided I wasn't going to be an actress and then I decided it would make me too sad to be interviewing actresses <laughs> so um so yes yeah, so I kind of was like I'm going to be fashion mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a fashion journalist I'm going to be the editor of Vogue mm-hmm. so that was wow like, that was it that yeah. was what I wanted to do um so yeah I just decided I'll go to university do journalism kind of I thought I didn't want to do English because mm-hmm. I felt it was too broad totally. and I didn't want to do a kind of really sort of fashion specific course I just mm-hmm. thought if I do journalism then I'll get to do a bit of radio experience a bit of TV um yeah, you kind of get the freedom to yeah. pick what you want to do after yeah. which is nice exactly and I'm old enough that when I went to uni it was the first year they'd done a they were doing a digital module mm-hmm. and everyone was like oh no Oh, I don't want to do digital. Really? Yeah. Oh <laughs> we were like, no, gosh. magazine or radio and TV, yeah. which was hilarious. They didn't actually run it our year. They ran it the year after. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just no one was, I mean, Facebook hadn't launched then. Oh, my God. This, Things know, have like, changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, so I did did my journalism um, degree. I did first year, you got to do everything. And then mm-hmm. second year, I focused on print. Mm-hmm. So newspaper and magazine. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was quite easy to get internships because no one paid their interns. Whereas now, we pay interns. Yeah. Which, is, which I kind of think is a double-edged sword. It's good in a way because... Yeah you are being paid mm-hmm. but then also there's fewer internships totally, so yeah. it's quite tough nowadays um but yes yeah, so I just used to every holiday just go and do sort of a week here and a week there so mm-hmm. I did like Just 17 magazine I went to the Daily Mirror and I wasn't fussy about what I did yeah so I went to the Mirror and I worked on the money desk yeah for a week and it was the hardest week because I am terrible with my money, especially then. Oh my so. God, <laughs> same. So yeah, I was like totally out of my depth, but I just, I did it and I got some bits printed mm-hmm. while I was there. That was always kind of my aim. When I went and did an internship, I always tried to pitch an idea or something just to see if I could get my name in the magazine or in the paper in some way. Mm-hmm. So I just started kind of adding to my kind of portfolio of work whilst I was at uni. Smart. Yeah, as I went along. Um, and then when I left uni, I moved in with my dad in London. So mm-hmm. I'm from um, Worthing near Brighton. Mm-hmm. So on the coast, but my dad was living in London. So that was really handy. That was really helpful. Um, and then I, yeah, just carried on interning. I did about seven months at a paper called the London Paper, which right. doesn't exist anymore. It was mm-hmm. like a free newspaper. And then I emailed Donna Wallace at Elle magazine. Mm-hmm. So my internship had come up at the paper, mm-hmm. had finished, and I emailed Donna and I was like, Donna, can I come and work in the fashion cupboard? You know, I've been in a fashion cupboard, I know what to do. So I went and met with her. Did you know her? No, I oh, just, wow. I know her really yeah. well now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but, um, but no, I didn't know her. I was basically cold call yeah. emailing people. That's what I do. I just, Which I, is what you have to do when yeah. you're just starting out, totally. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything else to do with my time. Yeah. what watch daytime TV. <laughs> so I choose to get up every morning, sit on my laptop and just email people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she emailed and she said, yeah, come in. And I went in with my big sort of portfolio of all mm-hmm. my work. Again, it was before we had iPads and things. And um, she went, I think you're too experienced to be in the cupboard, but we've just launched a website. Let me go upstairs and get the editor, which was like the nicest thing. Yeah. So she went upstairs, got the editor of the website, brought her down, and then I started interning on the website. Wow. So that was, yeah, I'm like forever grateful to Donna. Of course, yeah, I bet. (laughs) Every time I get drunk with her, I'm like, Donna... (laughs) 
you so much. Um, but that's what you need is just somebody to kind of just give you that kind of... And, like, of, believe in you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it gives you that, like, boost, and that's how every good career is started. Yeah, exactly. And then, so I started interning, and I got there, and they had these two women on the on the website at the time. They ended up actually leaving mm-hmm. about two months after I started, mm-hmm. and they brought in a whole new team. So they had an editor, deputy editor, and a fashion writer, I think. Mm-hmm. And because I'd been working with the old team, I was like, oh, maybe I should like look for something else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're inheriting, they're getting this website and then they're getting this intern. You know, I didn't know if they'd want me. So I set up an internship at Harper's and I um, I basically uploaded the horoscopes onto the website. That was my job. Yeah. So I did that. So I uploaded all the horoscopes for them. I didn't write them. Mm-hmm. They were written by proper people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I uploaded the horoscopes and sort of I said to them, look, I'm going to Harper's for a month. I've uploaded a next sort of months worth of horoscopes for you if you need anything just give me a call Mm -hmm. and um the week before I left actually we did this kind of because we were all quite new and the digital section at Hearst was all very new yeah we did a bit of a show and tell um at the uh, at the office and we had to sort of say something that people wouldn't know about us and I got up in front of everyone they said oh I've I've been doing this website in my own time it was called beyond the shoe (laughs) which is a random name yeah um and it was just a fashion website that when I was at home cold calling people, I would then go on and I'd sort of built this website and mm-hmm. now it would look so shoddy. But I built this website and I was kind of doing little shopping galleries and that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, I feel like that kind of thing, though, um, it, it appeals. Like at, at that point, I feel like it was good to show off as a portfolio almost because yeah. it shows that you have that like creative edge. Yeah, exactly. And I think and since then, Melissa, who was the editor, she was like, that's what impressed me about you was that you were in your own time doing this website and just kind of using your time and using your knowledge to funnel it into something. Absolutely. When I went to Kanye Nast College, actually, and this was this was in 2014 so it was really before the blog world had taken off the way it has right now but I remember like one of the tips that were drilled into our heads by our professors was have a blog so that people can see you are able to take initiative and that you have creativity that comes from within you know that way like you have something to present exactly exactly so um so yeah that that was kind of what ended up getting me the job at mm-hmm. the website in the end because I went off to Harper's and two weeks later they called me and they were like, we're running out of horoscopes, will you come back? Yeah. So I came back and then I was sort of, although I really wanted to get into fashion, I was very aware that the editor was very fashion-led and so mm-hmm. were the other two team members. So I just thought, well, the beauty needs updating. No one's really looking after that section of the site. So I just started to to kind of funnel my energy into that and mm-hmm. go to launches and just kind of just do as much research sort of in my own time and while I was w- at work into beauty. And then it just kind of went from there that I did I did shopping pages and things on the site and galleries um, that were fashion and beauty. And over time, I just realized that beauty was, was the industry for me. Yeah. Um, so I started off as the web assistant, mm-hmm. so kind of like the editorial assistant mm-hmm. um, on the site. And then I worked up to... I think it was beauty writer mm-hmm. on the website and then um so we were very separate to the magazine at that point um but Lorraine Candy who was the editor she was on maternity leave yeah she came back from maternity and she came up with this whole idea of making L360 mm-hmm. so it'd be one team that would work across the magazine and online Love so then that. I ended up working on mag as well so doing print oh and digital. that's amazing yeah, yeah which was great so I did that for a few years and then I got really really into fitness yeah so I was doing the beauty stuff and I ended up having a fitness page called mm-hmm. Fit Notes in the magazine. 
and I did crazy I ran a marathon I did a 500 day run streak while I was there for a feature so wow that's where you so you ran every day for 500 days yes. get out of here yeah. oh had, my god and you had to run it for it to count you had to do at least a mile oh my god so I did it yeah at least a mile and then while I was doing the run streak a, a journalist I knew um called Lisa was like why don't you do the marathon yeah like you're running every day yeah so then I did the marathon as well um, so yeah, I got really, really into fitness. Honestly, I want to try that. You this should. 500 day, like one mile run. Like that's amazing. It was, it was good. And it was only, I mean, a mile took me about 10 minutes. Yeah. As I got faster, it, it was quicker. Yeah. So you could literally, you know, throw my trainers on in the morning, go for a run. Yeah. And then that's your exercise done. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really take that much. That's a really yeah. good tip for fitness. Yeah. Yeah, it was so easy. I mean, there was a couple of days. Actually, ironically, it was about day 400 and something. So I've been mm-hmm. doing it for a long time. Yeah. And it got to Day 400, <laughs> casual. <laughs> it got to like 11.45 at night. And I was yeah. on my sofa chilling out in my pajamas. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I haven't done my run. <laughs> so I had to put my trainers on and go run around the block. Wow, that is um, commitment. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was, I basically, I did it because the guys at Run Streak were like, if you do it, you'll be the first person in the UK to have done it. So wow, I, that's I incredible. Like, oh, the, first, the first woman. Yeah. So I was like, great. So, um, so I did it, put in my, um, my 500 days, and then I realized that actually they'd got it wrong, and there was a girl in Newcastle or Manchester. No! <laughs> <laughs> the first in London. Okay, that counts for yeah, something. Yeah, that's true. First in London. I hadn't thought of it like that. Um. So yes, I got really, really into fitness, did mm-hmm. a marathon and um, and then went to go and work at Women's Health because mm-hmm. I was just like, I love fitness. This, yeah, is, totally. this is my calling. This is what I want to do. I trained to be a personal trainer um, as well in my spare time. So I got to Women's Health and then I realized it was too fitness for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I like fitness, but not that much. Yeah. Um, so I was there for about nine months. I was the health um, health and beauty editor there. Mm-hmm. So I do sort of the main kind of fitness where you'd have like a workout to try and then you'd have illustrations of how to do it. And um, I did the beauty pages and things. Mm-hmm. And I loved the team there, had a really good time, but I just, I knew I wanted to get back into kind of that mix of being able to do beauty wellness. I missed like makeup because they totally. don't really do like, you know, they don't do trends and that yeah. kind of thing there. Yeah. Um, and that was when um, Birdie in the US approached me via LinkedIn mm-hmm. and said they were launching over here. Yeah. And I'd loved Birdie for so many years. When They're it great. I mean, it was just, it was so different to mm-hmm. any of the other websites. And I think being kind of solely, mostly beauty mm-hmm. um, just really appealed to me. So, I mean, I remember when I was at Elle and telling my beauty director, I was like, oh my gosh, there's this website called Birdie. It's launched. It looks incredible. And I used to go on there. Um, so yeah, when they, when they, asked me I was like it's a no-brainer so I interviewed Mm -hmm. and then in the year got the job and um but it was I mean the last few years at Birdie has been tough it's been great Mm -hmm. I have learned so much um but uh they basically they launched Birdie and they launched Who What Wear here so I met Hannah Almasi who's my equivalent she's the editorial director on Who What Wear she was at Grazia before and we met for the first time we met for lunch mm-hmm. and we both were like, what are we doing? This is crazy. And then the next time we met was when we were flying out to LA for our training. Wow. So we had five days training in the LA offices, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Like I, I love bet. LA, LA is amazing. Yeah. It's such a, such an interesting place, such a great city. Especially for someone who enjoys like wellness yeah. and fitness like you do, because yeah. I love LA for that reason. Like 
anywhere you go you can get like gluten-free substitutes the workout classes are incredible like i i love la for that reason yeah basically i think if i lived in la i would be my my best slimmest yeah. version of myself <laughs> i would be so fit um it's just, yeah it's so easy oh, so easy um so i did actually i tried a class called rise nation i don't know if you've ever heard of that. i've heard of it yeah can you tell me what it is because so, next time i'm in la like i really want to try it i love it so we've been to la with um with work twice and yeah. i've been both times so it's their Versa climbers. Mm-hmm. So they have these Versa climbers, which for anyone that doesn't know, it's like it's basically a static climbing machine. Yeah. So it's set up like a spin class. So you go in, you have your climber, Ooh. and it's two foot pedals, two hand pedals on kind of a pole, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you climb to the beat of the music. That is so cool. I've so never good. like done a class like that. It's so good. And they they've they've got these kind of shutters that are yeah. automated so it kind of ends up being like you're in a nightclub even though wow, it's like I love seven that. in the morning no that's the best kind of class because like I love doing spin classes for that reason yeah. and I actually remember the first spin class that I did of this kind was cycle in London oh, like yeah. PSY like cycle yeah and my friend who was from New York she took me and I was like what is this like this is the coolest thing ever and like that's how I fell in love with like fitness really because I realized that it can be so fun you know yeah I mean cycles like a party on a bike really though it's the best yeah such good fun um and I I can't really do spin so I damaged my coccyx when I was a child I got very excited at a ball pit and jumped in you know with all the colorful (laughs) jumped in from a really high height (laughs) by diving I know my mom was like no as I was jumping in um so I had to sit on a rubber ring for like six weeks when I was about seven. Oh no um and so any kind of exercise generally sort of kind of any kind of cycling or mm-hmm. I mean running's fine and climbing's fine yeah um so yeah I loved it Rise Nation it was it was just great I so, gotta try it the next yeah. time I'm in LA yeah do it so good um so yeah we were there for a week had our training mm-hmm. and then came back and I remember just spending that whole Christmas just sort of at home in my flat on my laptop, just madly trying to push out as much content yeah. as I could physically do myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we've learned so, so much in the last three years I and bet. built a team. I mean, team. you've been here from the beginning, which yeah. I mean, I, that's always really exciting with like a, like a company like this because you get to see it grow so much yeah. and you learn everything really. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, even though I'm the editor or director, I'm also like the intern and the assistant and the picture editor. You wear all the hats. Yeah, which I I love. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's good to always do that and always know how to do everything. Yeah. Like I don't like to micromanage and I let my team get on, but it's definitely good to not lose sight of of areas of your your business. Definitely. So I got to ask on that note, what is a typical day in the life of an editor, editorial director at Birdie? Okay, so most mornings, I'm not a morning person. Really? No. So this whole thing, we, we were talking about it, me and my, um, my deputy editor, this uh-huh. whole thing about people sort of being the most productive, amazing people, me. the ones that get up at five I, in the morning. No, like I don't believe that at all, but I'm such a morning Are person. <laughs> I love waking up early. Yeah, no, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, so you're not a morning Um, person. I'm not a morning person, but I still manage to sort of get everything done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get up in the morning, I um, feed my cats. I've got two cats. 
cute yeah which um everyone will laugh when they hear that i'm mentioning my cats because i don't mm-hmm. stop talking about them Aww. um so i go and feed them and i will either have breakfast at home or i'll sometimes have a breakfast meeting so mm-hmm. meeting prs or it might be that there's a launch of a new product um there's quite a lot of sort of breakfast launches i'd say m- m- sort of three mornings yeah. out of my week will be be meetings mm-hmm. and then i'll get into the office um normally about half nine ten um and then I will I always check so when I'm actually first thing in the morning I'll always check on the phone on my phone that birdie looks okay that there's nothing wrong with the Mm -hmm. with the home page so I can do that on mobile um and then yeah I'll get into the office I'll just check in and see how our traffic's doing for the morning just Mm -hmm. make sure that you know things are performing how we want them to if they're not then I'll have a chat with sort of our social editor and just sort of see about how else we can push stories out things sort of like we can put them onto insta stories right you know, we'll, we'll um slate things onto twitter facebook pinterest but then if things need an extra push or mm-hmm. we feel like they're doing really well so we want everybody that follows us on stories to know about it we'll yeah. put them on there um and then we we do news stories we're not a we're not a very newsy site but yeah. we'll always have a look around sort of on other websites or you know it might be that we we're running an exclusive on something so we'll always try and get that up first thing Mm -hmm. um and then i will just get cracking with content so although i'm an editorial director there's only two people on my team so there's myself and a deputy editor and then a social editor yeah so i still write a lot of content yeah i've seen like your content is great i (laughs) like that piece you did on the ordinary oh yes because they're a canadian skincare brand yeah Yeah, i loved it so that's actually been on the site for about a year but we just keep updating it because they launch new products all the time all the time it's insane and the prices it's like unbelievable yeah ridiculously affordable so my idea with it was that so many of the ordinary products have random names mm-hmm. that you know i i feel like our readers are getting much more savvy like they know what hyaluronic acid yeah. is they know yeah. what vitamin c is but you know the ordinary has got some really unusual mm-hmm. products so basically the article is a rundown of every single the ordinary product yeah what it does how to use it who it's for yeah it's a great um, idea and it's like a good piece of evergreen content because yeah. you can just keep updating and yeah. it's always um, I guess it's always relevant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd say, especially for anybody that's sort of got a website or, you know, wants to work in, in digital, Evergreen is like your best friend. Yeah. Any kind of content that isn't going to isn't gonna sort of, you want it to have a long shelf life. Mm-hmm. So we try to create as much content that would need little bits of updates. So, like, yeah. you know, beauty, we're lucky in beauty because products don't change that often mm-hmm. there'll be limited editions and that kind of thing but it's not like fashion on the high street or designer where it changes every season yeah or every couple of months um so yeah we try to do a lot of a lot of evergreen content and just mm-hmm. try to spin things in slightly kind of different and fun ways so yeah totally our strategy is very much search and we do a lot of um seo so search engine optimization mm-hmm. to make sure that we rank in google um and traditionally seo content is like the 10 best mascaras yeah or, you know yeah um or how to apply for eyelashes. <laughs> so we always try to spin it so it just feels a bit more exciting for the reader it really does though like i love birdie and even who what where like i think that those are my two, two like go-to websites for anything just because like even your headlines you just want to click it and you want to yeah. see what you guys have to say so you guys do a great job with Thank that you yeah the headlines are very very considered we had a lot of training into into headlines and there's a lot of 
there's a lot of thought that goes into them. There's certain words and things that you know that if you put that into your headline, it will probably do well. Yeah, like buzzy, buzzy things. Yeah, there's certain things, like if you use the word secret Mm -hmm. or you use the word glowing if you're talking about skin. Oh my God. I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> like you say glow, I'm so on it. Like yeah. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I think also with Birdie, we're just kind of, we try to be the first to kind of tackle trends and things. Yeah. So like derma rolling when that was, that was kind of coming onto the scene in yeah. a kind of more consumer, I mean, derma rolling and microblading had been around in clinics for years, mm-hmm. but when they became sort of consumer facing, yeah. we were kind of first to, the first to jump on it which I love. Yeah. So on that note, what are your skincare must-haves? My gosh, my skincare must-haves. So I love my Derma Roller, yeah. my stacked skincare. Okay. So it's a brand from Los Angeles uh-huh. um, by a woman called Kerry Benjamin. Yeah. And she's now stocking her products on Amazon so we can get them in the UK. Oh, that's so great. Which is really good. And I think her Derma Roller is like £26, mm-hmm. which is quite affordable. Yeah, totally. Um, So I will cleanse mm-hmm. and then I will use that. You can use it every Wait, day. Wait, let's get specific. Okay. What cleanser do you use? Like, I want to know your skincare secrets because okay. your your skin guys her skin is beautiful oh, yeah it never used to be I had the worst cystic acne when really? I really yeah. get out of here you yeah. cannot tell at all I, I would have do. never been able to guess no awful awful acne I think it was a combination of being in the city mm-hmm. and being I don't know um but yeah during my 20s quite hormonal and stress yeah you can't really <laughs> tell at all thanks yeah um so okay cleanser I've got three cleansers that I use mm-hmm. Um, and I alternate. I use, there's an Aven one. It's a gel cleanser, mm-hmm. like a blue gel. I use that if I've got any spots and things. It's just, it it doesn't strip the skin. And it's just quite, it's quite sort of a basic cleanser. Yeah. It's not going to irritate. Mm-hmm. So I use that. And then I also really like the Elemis Superfood yes, cleanser. I'm obsessed with Elemis. Like everything yeah. they release, they're so good. It's amazing. It's yeah. such, our readers love Elemis. Yeah, it's such it's so a good. Brand. Have you tried their balm? So I, I don't use oils on my skin. Got it. Really. Okay. So I try to avoid cleansing balms and straight up face oils. They just don't. They don't, don't suit work your skin. Yeah, yeah. Don't suit my skin. So it was actually um, a facialist called Kate Kerr. Mm-hmm. Who, when I had my really bad acne, I went to go and see her, and she was like, "Cut every single oil out of your really? skincare routine." Really? Wow. So I cut everything out. Like yeah. I was looking at ingredients lists and checking there was I mean, no oil. That's what you gotta do. Yeah. So I did that for about a year, mm-hmm. and it completely transformed my skin. So now I'm like the superfood cleanser. Yeah. I'm sure has oil in. I'm a bit. I'm a bit more free and easy yeah, with it. Like, I, you don't. I mean, it's like all gone, yeah. so you can be like a little more. Yeah, easy, yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm such a fan of exfoliating. So as long as I'm exfoliating every day, mm-hmm. I can I can get away with a bit yeah, of oil. Yeah, totally. Um, so I have the superfood cleanser. I also have a Kiehl's Clearly Corrective Scrub yeah. cleanser that I have in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of alternate. I'm just like whatever I fancy or how my skin's. You know, if I feel like it's looking a bit dull, I'll use the exfoliator. Yeah. If it's feeling a bit dry, I'll use the Elemis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will exfoliate. So I either use um, there's an exfoliator by ZO, so it's Zenobaji, mm-hmm. and it's in a blue pot, and mm-hmm. it's like a pol. It's called their polish, exfoliating yeah. polish, yeah. I think it is. And it's like this amazing. It's really, really grainy, really mm-hmm. kind of finely milled, but you really feel like you're getting a good scrub. Yeah. But then as soon as you put your face under the shower, it just a kind of 
basically all the granules just disappear. Yeah. They like dissolve. Oh, the best. Which is great. So you don't end up with any kind of, you know, sometimes when on you your find hair. Them in your yeah, hair. yeah, I know. I've been there. <laughs> or in your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been there. Um, so yeah, I use that. Or I will use Ren's got a new um, daily AHA tonic that mm-hmm. I'll use just with a cotton pad. Um, and then I will, if I'm not being lazy, use my derma roller. roller. Yeah. Um, you can use it every day. I kind of use it three times a week, morning mm-hmm. or evening, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I'm feeling most energized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also stacked have a hyaluronic acid serum. I love hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Anything. It's like so necessary. Yeah. Anything with hyaluronic acid in, I'm like, yeah, I'll yep. try that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I will also use Kiehl's. I've got a vitamin C serum mm-hmm. that I use. And then if I'm feeling like my skin needs a bit of extra nourishment, mm-hmm. I really like there's a cream um, called Augustinus Bada. It's okay, the cream. Yeah, I have been hearing over and over again about this brand yeah. and I'm dying to try it. Yeah, so it is mind-blowingly expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like so, it's like more expensive than Le Mer. Really? Yeah. Wow. But I I tested it for when it launched and it I got so many compliments on my skin. People were like, what are you using on my on your skin? Oh my God, it like, looks amazing. Worth it. Yeah. Um, and so he is a scientist who basically works with people who have had burns So he does lots of kind of research into kind of skin regeneration. Mm -hmm. And, but basically the the kind of medicine companies won't fund his research because burns don't happen to everyone. It's not like a cold. Everyone gets cold. Everyone's going to need cold medicine. So he has to fund his research. So the way he's funding it is by creating this cream and a certain amount of money from the skincare goes towards his wow that's amazing i didn't even know that that is so interesting yeah so it's really interesting and it's really well researched there's lots of um lots of science in there it's not so what's the name of the actual cream it's just called the cream okay so he's got the cream and then he's got the rich cream okay so the rich cream has got extra oils and things in. i'm gonna put all of this in the show notes so people can like stock your beauty favorites yeah Yeah. um so so yeah the cream and i i think there's some oil in there but as i say as long as i'm exfoliating i'm fine you can get away with it and then i'm obsessed with face mists yes so many on my desk um emma hardy does mm-hmm. an amazing one that i love and i love the keels one um i think it's cactus and something which mm-hmm. is amazing so yeah i'm always misting yeah same throughout the day same like my <laughs> brothers they're like what the hell are you doing and i'm just like no no this feels so good so it's good so refreshing <laughs> so good and then i mean i'm quite lazy when it comes to my body mm-hmm I'm just like, whatever, shower gel. I'll get like a shower gel that's a pound in the supermarket, which, you know, I'll probably regret when I'm older. (laughs) Um, And I don't really moisturize. I don't sort of, I'm not one of those people that, I know that if you've got dry skin, you feel like you have to moisturize your body, but I don't really. I know I'm the same way and I know I need to get better at it, but it's just like one of those things with skincare, you do it and your skin just like glows immediately. So you, I don't know, I feel like it's just like an immediate result. So like it like motivates me to keep doing it. But with body, I don't know it's just not the same it's not like your legs will glow if you like moisturize you know what I mean so it's just not the same and it doesn't help that we're from like the UK and Canada yeah which is like cold I know I know I read a book and the doctor like it was by a dermatologist Dr. Lancer and he was like you have to like moisturize I'm like oh god like I gotta get better at this like I actually have to put in the time so it's like something I'm working on I know it's so hard if we lived in Australia 
oh, you know, right? be doing it all the time. I know, it would be the best. <laughs> so going from here, I wanted to ask you for, let's talk about drugstore beauty products. Yes. So like, could you name maybe like three favorites for someone who wants to look great without breaking the bank? Ooh, yes. So what would I say for drugstore? I did actually, it's quite embarrassing. I did actually look in my makeup bag the other week and I was like, I have no drugstore in here, (laughs) which is so bad. But my event cleanser, and I love all of the French pharmacy brands. So La Mm -hmm. Roche-Posay, Aven, especially when I was having really bad breakouts, Mm -hmm. I really relied on La Roche-Posay that wrong the Roche Posay Effaclar Duo mm-hmm. which is it's a little kind of tube of cream mm-hmm. and it was just amazing for you know I'd put it all over it smells almost mildly kind of citrusy but in a nice way it's not too strong yeah and that would just help to kind of like calm my spots and prevent any spots so that's great um Vichy's got a really nice um it's like a kind of it looks like liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got hyaluronic acid in. That's a really good serum um, that you can just use every day. And oh, it's just amazing. really, really hydrating, especially yeah. as we're coming into winter. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really, a really good one. And then I tend to, with drugstore, I tend to go more for makeup in drugstore. I must admit. Yeah, yeah. So and Then like kind of foundation and things. I'm trying to think. Do you know what? There was a Rimmel foundation that mm. I absolutely well there's two there's two drugstore foundations I love. There's a Max Factor one in a pot. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Miracle Touch foundation. Yeah. That I really, really like. And I really like all of the Rimmel foundations actually. Um there was one I used to use that got discontinued, but they've mm-hmm. got some great ones. Yeah, Rimmel They're is really great. Good. Rimmel yeah. is really, really great. It's a good drugstore product. And then makeup in drugstore. I love the bourgeois, the little blusher pots. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Really yeah. good. And then we've also got a couple of um, really good brands that are in Superdrug and Boots. Mm-hmm. So there is Revolution yeah. that's in Superdrug and um i think it's called obsession mm-hmm. in boots and they're both the same company very cool um, and they make these amazing eyeshadow palettes and in boots you kind of go up to the counter and they're all separate mm-hmm. so the palette's empty and then they sell all the separate oh, eyeshadows like re- to refill and yeah. stuff oh that's so you so can smart. make your own eyeshadow palette so they've got eyeshadow they've also got highlighters and bronzers but i prefer the eyeshadows yeah so you can kind of create your own because I love all of these eyeshadow palettes. So they're out there like the Smashbox and the Urban Decay, but they are quite expensive. Mm -hmm, So I mm -hmm. think for kind of, you know, younger girls or people that just, I mean, I will, I would happily spend money on a smoky eye palette, like browns and nudes and things. But if you want to experiment, I think spending too much. And especially like if you don't know which eyeshadow works for you and if you're just starting out, I feel like for experimentation, drugstore is the way to go. And then like if you really decide on something, then you want to splurge. I think then that is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then I really like NYX as well. NYX is so, so good. Like. I think definitely one of the best beauty brands out there, like at such a good price. Yeah, and really, really good quality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love this. Oh, and I love Kiko as well, yeah. which isn't technically drugstore. Um, but yeah, but really affordable. Affordable, exactly. Yeah, really, really good. Um, so right now, what are three beauty trends that you're loving? Like makeup, hair. Mm, trends I'm loving. I mean, I feel like the rusty kind of bronzy eye is just not going anywhere. I'm obsessed. 
I mean, it's just it's just not. It's just so flattering on it everyone. Is. It is, especially now that we're getting into fall as well. I think yeah. it's just like so beautiful with the fall colors. Yeah, definitely. And then um, also Bourjois have launched these um, blush sorbets, um, which are amazing. They almost are like a gel texture. Mm-hmm. And I love that kind of blusher when it looks like it's from within yeah like it's like yeah. you're just kind of got a natural flush rather than it being i find a lot of people i know myself included find blusher quite tricky to get right it is i think you have to i mean there's so many factors right like the texture mm-hmm. like the right color and it's never like what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me yeah. so definitely like there is like a an art to finding the right blush yeah definitely so that kind of that kind of gel texture yeah i work um, i feel like that works best when you're like you know like even if you have bare skin like it yeah. just looks like yeah it's just your natural color like oh yeah up like this. <laughs> exactly and there was a makeup artist tip that I got told recently that you should put your blusher on under your foundation really I did not know that yeah so apply your um you kind of like a liquid or a cream blush uh-huh. to your bare skin then apply your foundation and you kind of don't go completely over it but sort of go around it and kind of blend it in yeah um, and it'll look more like it's a natural Oh, I'm going to go try that like yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good tip. Um, and then this is not actually, this is not a trend mm-hmm. particularly. Well, I suppose it kind of is. I'm obsessed with, there's a makeup artist called Nikki Makeup mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you have to go and check. If you don't know her, you have to go and check I out I don't, her but I'm always mesmerized by these like makeup accounts on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And the, the looks she creates are just the kind of looks that we just she makes women look really beautiful yeah yeah and she's got this kind of thing that she does where she brushes the brows up so they look really kind of bushy and feathery mm-hmm. and she uses this product called soap brows mm-hmm. don't know if you've heard of it so it's a little tin yeah. and you can get it on a website i think it's called west Barnco. And it's basically a tin of soap. Yeah. And you use a little spoolie brush and you wet the brush and then you kind of get the the soap kind of lathered up. Right. And then you brush it through your brows and it gives you kind of thicker looking, bushier brows. Wow. That is such a good tip. Really good. And it's really cheap. I think it's like 10 pounds. It's like super, super cheap. Oh my God. Um, And then she goes through with um, like a brow tint or something like that. And I found recently... I've always been a fan of Glossier Boy Brow or um, the Benefit Gimme Brow, but I mm-hmm. found a brow mascara recently that I think is my new favorite. So Ooh. it's Nude by Nature, which is an Australian okay. brand. I'm obsessed with them. Okay, I tried. They have this like powder foundation. Okay. I'm, I can't, like it's such a game changer. Like it looks like, you know, usually powder foundations, they can look a little cakey. Yeah. This one is so good. Like you can't even tell that you have something on your face. You just like glow amazing it's the best yeah it's such a good brand and i think everything's natural yeah, which is it really is, good is such a plus point yeah if i think it's you know if that's what's what's important to you then this is a good brand to check mm-hmm. out and they've got this mascara and it's the tiniest wand i've mm-hmm. got it in my makeup bag i'll yeah. show you tiniest tiniest wand and you can get really bushy thick brows and it tints them and it's just a game changer oh amazing yeah love products like that yeah so that's kind of what what I'm kind of into at the moment yeah I kind of don't I like obviously for my work I have to be aware of you know the trends and things but I think I'd say for most women just know what suits you 
Definitely. and kind of stick with that and then if you want to play every now and then with trends but I think it's nice not to be a slave to them oh definitely with beauty I think it's it and it's so like case by case yeah. right like what works on someone might may not work on someone else yeah. so it really is about finding like what works for you and then like adding to that on certain days if you yeah. really feel like it yeah exactly so getting back to fitness mm-hmm. since that is something I mean you did 500 days of yeah. run like that's <laughs> insane like Oh my gosh. So I wanted to get tips from you, like maybe if you have a couple, whatever it is, for, you know, a girl on the go who wants to get fit, like what words of advice would you give to them? So I never listen to my own advice, which is really naughty. Um, I haven't actually exercised for a while. I've been yeah. telling people I've been on paternity leave because yeah. I have my cats. Um, <laughs> but I would say, like when I was doing my run streak, getting up and just doing something that's really quick and really easy like going for a 10-15 minute jog Mm -hmm. would just set you up for the day so so well um I also really like doing a bit of yoga at home I'll do I'll do that um because again you just have to roll downstairs it's quick it's easy um I would say the best piece of fight is just book it in as mm-hmm. well. Like if you've got class pass or even if you know, if it's your local gym and you have to book onto the classes, just book them in. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the best advice that I've ever got is that if you treat it like... Like an appointment. Yeah, like it's an appointment. Like you wouldn't stand up, you know, a friend. Yeah. So treat it like that. And I think also it's that thing of I'm guilty of this, of just being like, oh, I can't exercise this week. So I'm not going to worry about what I eat. I'm not going to take, like, I'm just going to let it all go. It's like a downward spiral. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And actually I, I was reading a book and one of the chapters was about how you should treat your, yourself as if you're your best friend. I lo- what, what book is this? I got to know. It's a guy, I think he's called Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I'll double check oh, yeah. for you. Just let me so know because I'm going to add it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's quite controversial. He yeah. was on um, Channel 4. Yeah. He was on a Channel 4 news night and he was saying quite controversial things about women having it all and things. So he's quite a controversial character. Yeah. Um, but And I didn't actually get through all of his book, but it was this chapter about how you should treat... So like I... If you have children, yeah. you will make sure your children take their antibiotics. If right. they're not well, you will make sure your child goes to their after-school clubs, gets to school, mm-hmm. has a bath, does mm-hmm. all of those things. Like, I'll do it for my cats. I'll yeah. make sure they're fed and I'll make sure that, you know, they've got everything they need. But we're so quick to not do that for ourselves yeah. and not to make sure that, you know, we'll kind of let things slip and slide and not treat ourselves as well as we could do. So I think that's sort of a good tip is just to kind of, you know factor in yourself don't feel guilty about it yeah because actually if you're if you're fit and healthy then you're going to be the best version of yourself at work and for your friends and your family it's so true and you feel more like on it yeah I, i like when i work out i just feel a lot better yeah um so for someone who wants to be where you are yes what advice would you give to them like are there any tips that they should be doing like any pearls of wisdom So I would say, and I suppose it goes back to that thing about how I got my my kind of first job, is just skill yourself up in your own time. Mm -hmm. So as you were saying, like have a website, have an Instagram. Like if you want to end up writing about fashion or beauty start now don't wait for someone to give you that job just start doing it such good doing it now and I think also just skilling yourself up in so many different areas especially for digital so Mm. I don't know how to video edit yeah and 
you know if I had somebody coming to interview for me and they were like I can video edit I would be like brilliant great you know being quite skilled up in different apps um yeah being able to video edit being able to write just being an all-rounder is just really impressive to me mm-hmm. um because I think if you if you work on digital you have to be yeah you have to wear um, a lot of different hats yeah um and I would say I mean I went to uni and I did a journalism degree and that was great for me at the time but I don't think you have to go to university I mean nowadays it's so expensive my cousins mm-hmm. are all sort of finishing up uni and they're coming out with like 30 grand debt oh. and you just think you haven't even got a job yet yeah um so I think you know actually you could use you know your three years out of college to work mm-hmm. part-time whether it's I mean I used to waitress in Pizza Express yeah and then do kind of courses just skill yourself up in your spare time mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing like I'd find that just as impressive as if somebody had been to uni and okay, got a that's, degree that's a really good tip so um on top of this so say for example someone comes to work for you like they want to work for birdie yeah what are like maybe two or three top qualities you look for so i look for somebody who's really hard working yeah like i don't i i want people to have a good work-life balance but i also want them to work really hard of course um and I always look for people that are just really nice. Mm-hmm. Like we pride ourselves in this company here of just yeah. everybody is so nice. Like I come to work each day and I enjoy coming. Yeah. And there's like no one I don't get on with. I mean, that's the best environment yeah. to be working in, you know? Like I think that being mean, it's just, I think the time has gone now yeah. of that like cool mean girl yeah. thing. I think it's just so dumb yeah. because like you want to create an environment that's like, that makes people happy and like motivates you to work harder yeah a hundred percent I just I can't deal with people who aren't nice yeah or that have like inflated egos it's like we're all just here to do a job yeah and you know we're all here for the same reason so I think there's that sort of hard working um and just knowledgeable Mm -hmm. like knowledgeable about beauty um sort of you know if you want to work in beauty then you have to take an interest in it and just sort of and also know like a bit about the kind of the history of beauty mm-hmm. and you know know about products and ingredients and that kind of thing like I want to know that you've got a real passion for it yeah. before you come in not just like the idea of it because you there's know there's a lot that goes into it oh my gosh it's such a it's such a brilliant industry and we get so many amazing perks and it's it's wonderful but it's still like there is that responsibility of Definitely. like you know imparting useful knowledge onto the readers um and another thing attention to detail important especially on digital because we have a subs team but sometimes things have to go up before they've been checked Mm -hmm. so you just have to know that you know all your t's are dotted and your i's are dotted your t's are crossed your i's (laughs) are dotted (laughs) (laughs) my attention to detail went out the window there (laughs) okay so to end tell everyone where they can find you your social media handles all that kind of stuff so you can find me on instagram Mm -hmm. i'm at amy underscore lawrenson Mm -hmm. and you can follow birdie we're at birdiebeauty.uk as well on instagram we also have a facebook group um which is like a secret facebook group love that the british beauty line Mm -hmm. um and that's a good place you can come in and we kind of will go in there and chat to everyone and you can like ask beauty questions and things like that so it's quite a fun place that's really great oh i definitely (laughs) will be you'll you'll get a request like as soon as i get home (laughs) awesome so thank you so much for coming on amy thank you